Well, hey there, you. Is it Friday already? Is it Friday, July 24th already? It is. That means you must be listening in to Pulse of the Arts Fresno with me, Dakota Wallace-Simpson. And boy, am I glad to be back here again with you this week, talking to some great people, some great Julie Lucido. Uh, I'm so excited for you guys to hear this conversation. Uh, We've got some great stuff up in the forecast for you, some new things, and a new trivia question this week. So you know what? Let's dive in. On this week's forecast, Workshop 44 has put out an audition call for their 2021 season production of Ragtime the Musical. For more information, check out their Facebook or send an email to at workshop44.org. Camp Shine is online and going into their third and final week of summer theater intensives. Feel free to uh, head on over to shinetheater.com and register your kiddo for some great theater this summer. Matilda the Musical at CMT director Julie Lucido has put out a call for adult actors, 21+. Auditions must be submitted by August 15th to julielucido at me.com. Whoa! What was that sound? Well, I'll tell you what that sound is if you don't already know. That is this week's question of the day, trivia question, question, sound. Now, last week's question was, how many plays are in Shakespeare's canon? How many plays are in Shakespeare's canon? Technically, in the first folio, there were 36 plays, but he had about three or so other plays that he wrote with uh, other playwrights that would bring the total to 39. So, for the scholars among you, debate that. Is it 36 or is it 39? I can't wait to hear the responses. But, before that, we have another question for this week. This week's question is, what was the purpose for calling stages upstage and downstage. What was the purpose? We can't wait to hear your answers and get some shout outs. Uh, remember you can send those to either the Shine Theater's Facebook or Instagram pages. Just send us a DM and we'll throw some shout outs your way. So just all right. for, for all formality, uh, th- thank you all for coming back uh, to Pulse of the Arts. I'm here with the Julie Lucido. Um, uh, Julie, for everyone who does not know you and and who you are, I don't know who that could be. Someone who lives under a There's lot. There's a lot of people. Sometimes <laughs> I, I, I don't need to be known. <laughs> okay. You know, sometimes, sometimes good. <laughs> absolutely, I was going to say sometimes the unknown is 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 better. Um, can I talk a little bit about about who you are, what you do. I am Julie Lucido. I am uh, an innovator, uh, a theater maker, a mother, a business owner, 
um, a women's empower empowering mentor. Uh, I am a creative. I am stubborn. Uh, I am too talkative and will let you know my opinion. I hate to vacuum. <laughs> um, I'm a dancer and in the theater world around here, I'm mainly known as director, choreographer, uh, and also an actress. Sure. Uh, what's your astrological sign? I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's Sagittarius. Which of is course. Put, me, put me in that box and I'm going to find my way out of it. <laughs> Absolutely. If I have to gnaw my way out of it, I'm going to get out. <laughs> I can't. You give me a wall, I will figure it. I almost get it a high off problem solving. I understand. I, I do. Like, I'm like, no, I don't take no. No, no, it's not no, no. I also don't believe in failure. It's not a failure. It's an opportunity to learn, and I always learn. I do not want to live life with regrets. Absolutely. No, I, I, I feel that wholeheartedly. The steps are there for a reason. Um, yeah, I used to, I never thought of myself as a problem solver because I hated math. And that was in school, the like primary function of math was problem solving. But then you get into roles of like producing theater and things and like directing and you go, wait, 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 no. This is, this is just a test. Like this is, <laughs> this can be remedied very simply. Hang on, let's, let's take five minutes and think of it. Take a water break, we'll come back and we'll have some answers. Um, yeah. The question of the people today that we're gonna talk about is, <clears throat> how has the present social climate and the issues of inclusiveness affected or impacted your artistic process? <sighs> Wow, that's a lot. I think the way it's impacted me personally as a director, choreographer, actor, uh, kind of, you know, wanting to be a leader in the theater world, uh, I have always striven to be inclusive. I have always striven to, you know, tell everyone to come play with me in my sandbox. But the current time has really made it aware that I have more work to do. And some of it might be using what my, you know, intersectionality advantages are, is how can I help make that happen? How can I provide opportunity for others? You know, I've long been about women's leadership and diversity as far as females in theater. Obviously I'm a female director, um, so that's in line. So how can I extend upon um, what I, already do you know there's pieces that i want to see done so how can i make them done you know um for colored girls you know it's one of my favorite scripts you know i grew up with that i had the poster on my wall that's not a piece for me and it's not a piece for me to direct but how can i make that piece happen how can i be part of that theater making thing and and you know participating in fools collaborative you know, the say their names, you know, that's, you know, on, I, I couldn't get, I was tears running down my face, you know, getting through, you know, my small, tiny portion of the list and, and me being a mother going, you know, I want it to be a better world for my friends today and for my kids in the future, you know, and we should love all people and everyone has equal rights. And I think that's when, when I look at the list of shows that I'm now currently reading in my backyard, socially distanced, 
with, you know, friends. Which let me tell you is a lovely backyard to be in. It is just, I told someone the other day, I said, it's like walking into like Oz. It's just so glorious. It, I am blessed with a big backyard, but it's like the, the plays that we're doing in that series are plays I want to see done because they're the stories that need to be told. And I, I have never been afraid of hard conversations you know, that's again, my problem solver. It's like, let's have the hard conversation. Let's communicate. The problem is when we don't communicate. And so in theater, if we can produce more work that gets people talking about humanity, you know, that's what we need to come out of that. You know, I, I do theater. I was with that young kid. I did theater because I love to perform and I love to do the makeup and the costumes and I love the show. And then I was about 18, 19 years old. Uh, I got to do Rosa Sharon in Grapes of Wrath at the second space with GCP. Uh And it all changed with that show. First of all, Mark Norwood was my director. He was an amazing director. Um, I had a fabulous cast, but I got a postcard from someone who saw a show. And they wrote to me and they basically said, you know, your performance in Rosa Sharon and the story just basically reminding us how simple life can be. I have changed. My perspective on the world is, and I went, and that's it. That is why I've been put on this planet to change the world. Because if I can change one person in that audience, I, the ripple effect of, is massive. And at that point, that's when I went into college, political theater, that how can we do this and call it midlife crisis. But, you know, Julie's coming out on the other end of this. And it's like, I'm going to return to those roots, the very reason why I'm doing theater. And I also want to say it's totally valid to go see a comedy and laugh your ass off for two hours and not think about the rest of the world also changes somebody's world. So it doesn't, you know, it's all valid. You know, getting someone to escape their life. Uh, When I was young, I had to escape my life. You know, I, you know, that's a whole other podcast. Um, (laughs) Well, that'll be in the the late night episodes. That'll be the late night episode. But, you know, I was that kid that I needed to be somebody else sometimes and not the life I was living day to day. Which a lot of people, you know, they know me as today. And so that's also, I guess, my passion to make this happen and with kids and with adults and I, kids that are 75 years old and, you know, the audience that wants to come see this, you know, let's, let's make it happen. Absolutely. Let's make it a better place. Yeah. One experience at a time. And it's interesting that uh, the lack of confrontation is what causes more of it inherently isn't that that's that's so weird because yeah no these these hard conversations have to happen and um uh for those people listening that heard me talk with renee last time in our hour-long discussion that we had on record we had a lot to say she had a lot to say regarding in the back half affecting the world and like the younger generation and things like that. So that, that, that's really interesting that you, you mentioned that, uh, but yeah, no, that the ripple, that was the thing that just, that stuck with me right now is the ripple of it. It's, um, it, it's knowing that your presence 
is something that can, yeah, I, I remember producing a cabaret uh, as I did a lot of uh, within the last year or so. And someone came up to me afterwards in tears and they just touched my shoulder and they said, I needed this. And that's it. That's it's it's as simple as that. And uh, like we were talking about before, COVID, I think, is a very nice time. As Sondheim would say, I'm going to quote him a lot always. He, he is art in my brain. Stephen Sondheim just is like the, the definition of art in my brain. Uh, you have to you have to keep things in scale and you have to hold to your vision. And it's so cool that after years you get to say, you know what? Hang on. This is this was the reason. And to come back to that. Um, can we talk more about the 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 back the backyard readers? Um, you've read four, five pieces now. Four? I think yeah, I think we're about to do our six because we had our what we called Theater Palooza weekend. Yes. So technically, there was actually a top secret backyard reader group before I launched the. A litmus test, if you will. A litmus test, because I had a script uh, that I have held on that I've always wanted to do since college. <laughs> I am a woman. And so in the, hmm, what can I do, what can I do? I invited six ladies to come read this script with me in my backyard. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, just to see if anyone would show up. Um, five of the six showed up, and we read it, and... Uh, we talked about the themes afterwards. We talked about if it's doable, if you know it was written in 1970, does it still apply? Unfortunately, feminist movement, yes, 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 in all caps was our consensus. Um, but they all said they enjoyed coming and reading in person. You know, it's they all missed the touch. We all sat in different chairs, you know. Uh, but I thought, hmm, okay, let me let me see what happens. Let me see if other people will play because I have this whole long list of right, yeah, that I would like to hear. Um, and I did Zoom's Renee's group, and I love her and Jeremy for doing that because that was also my outlet. You know, love them. Yes, there. I was not able to do all the whole canon, but I I read every week once or twice, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, so I started the Backyard Readers, and I specifically started not on nights that Zunes was, because I didn't want to conflict with their efforts. Um, and we put it out, and all of a sudden the Facebook group, like, blew up. Um, not everyone's ready to come in person and read, which is fine, but they're letting me know, like, hey, when I do feel comfortable, I'll come. And we did Sweat as the first reading. Great play by Lynn Nottage. Great play. Oh, it was great. But I had to recruit to get the right types. And that was part of the kind of disclaimer of, you know, if we can't get the right types, we need to have that conversation. Why are we not? But we need to also acknowledge right now we might not because of COVID, not because of anything else. It might just be not all people are ready to go. And we set the chairs six feet apart in the backyard. We're outdoors, which um, all the research that we're learning about outdoor space seems to be a better space, uh, everyone, less recycled air, less uh, recycled air, all of that. Um, we start in the evenings. We have had some mimosa matinees, which are kind of fun. We call them early in the morning, basically because we can't do Fresno heat in the afternoon. Uh, but we read sweat and we got it cast with, uh, everyone kind of playing the right types of role, but I made new friends and that was awesome because I reached out and I was like, I don't have enough African-American readers. Like, does anybody know, you know, the people, 
I know some of them were out of town, some of them just not ready and got introduced and introduced and introduced. All of a sudden I have, you know, new friends that I found in this time, you know, that came and took a risk coming to a stranger's backyard. And now they're all in, they're signed up for like the 10 next titles. And so I think it's a reminder of, we have to just make sure we're making the invitations. You know, sometimes it's as simple as that, you know, and then really kind of bonding on a very real level. And we read the script, we talked about the themes afterwards. Uh, we had varying, you know, levels of people, uh, talked about Black Lives Matter, uh, talked about, you know, classism, uh, talked about the importance of the actual bar, which is where that play is placed. I mean, yeah. we really dug into it. And so we kind of figured we had a formula. Uh, I had different readers read different roles from act one to act two, because the goal is not to be competitive. We're not auditioning for anybody here. It's a classroom lab. I call it the lab on purpose. Uh, we then quickly are like, wow, it'd be nice to have a dramaturg, you know, that role that like half the world's forgotten how important it is to a theater company to have a dramaturg. And so now we have a dramaturg that sets up every reading before and gives us background on the author and on the script and where it started and kind of dives us in. We have had amazing stage managers uh, because we're not able to move and we're kind of stuck in our social distance seats who read all the action and for sweat, especially the background was important. And Terry Lewis was our first stage manager. He brought a playlist. We had scene change music of the era like it was um, like people had so much fun like it was like this is this is something and we've had some people come and read and now with the numbers coming up they're now like i'm gonna wait till the numbers come back down to come back and visit um but i really have a sense that it's a seed germinating into something something new Absolutely. you know something different and and something that will grow over time. We're scheduled through November. Honestly, I could schedule the next two years because now the group has sent me titles of plays they want to hear and be read and, you know, some new works, some old works with, you know, stuff to unpack uh, kind of thing. So we're planning on going when winter comes is a question and we're going to have rain. We're going to move it into garages. Great. Uh, I now have several volunteers that have offered their backyards. So actually we're going to be a touring company. That's awesome. We're going to tour backyards and then in the winter we'll do smaller casts, you know, so we could fit, but we have a couple three car garage people that will have the doors open. So complete airflow and we can still be six feet apart and at a distance, you know, people arrive and uh, when they walk around, they wear masks. Uh, which has been great. And actually after that reading, I don't know if you were able to stay around because some people stay around and some people read and go and it's all good either way. But we talked about how that particular script would be ideal in a COVID situation because it can totally be staged very effectively with social distance staging. And so Absolutely. That revealing of, huh, is this, we're even having that talk of like, is this a script that could be done in the current or really post immediate post COVID world. And, it, and it's like, yeah, no, it could. Cause the whole video gaming and the martial arts, like you could stage that and the body work, it could be just as effective. And honestly, even in masks, like, and so some of the scripts we talked were like, this has got to wait. This would not 
necessarily be the same. So the kinds of conversations we're having are just really interesting, you know? Yeah. I remember sticking around for the first part of that, but I was exhausted and so I needed to, I remember getting in my car and I was like sweating. I was like, oh my gosh, this was, this was something like, I mean, we sat outside and it was a very nice evening, but like, it was, it was, well, it was I mean, that was the weekend. It was like definitely 107, 108. Like we were all, you know, I say a nice, <laughs> I say a, a nice evening, but you know, a Fresno nice evening. It's a Fres it was definitely a Fresno evening it was one of those summer nights but uh yeah i remember i was i was like dripping i was like i just feel like i smell terrible and i'm just gonna i, I remember making a couple comments about just the text and some of the deeper themes of it and i remember uh just walking out as you were talking about staging and i think it i think you're so right this script is really indicative of like the camp factor of it almost yeah. like yeah. you could have these big fight sequences that are not only very impressive on like an actor by actor basis of what they're doing regarding like their physical movement and the fighting but it's also it can also be super campy yeah and, and that i think would be so much fun to to watch i feel like an audience would would love that truly so talking about post-covid um what are you working on in the next what's next what's next for miss lucido other than uh the backyard readers lab which is incredible backyard readers lab and actually we have a couple round tables where we are actually talking about intersectionality and um social cause work reflection so we're kind of mixing in some of the you know state of the state of the world as well mm -hmm. um Matilda is after that, uh, directing Matilda for CMT, uh, trying to wait and see what schools will do as far as, because usually I direct at uh, my daughter's elementary school, see what happens there. Um, I had a, a contract in New York this summer that unfortunately got COVID closed, um, but that is set to return next summer. So I'm looking forward to that. And hopefully on the other end, um, us being able to open back up and then and we'll see i'm brainstorming with a lot of people about how to make theater happen so that's really you know this is a time where my my innovative soul is is really like on high alert and i'm mm -hmm. excited about that because i don't the world's not going to return to where it was no it's not and so it's a time to innovate. It's a time to question why everything has been done a certain way. Mm -hmm. And is there a better way? And if the answer is, you know, maybe tweaking this or adding opportunities or what, what do we want to view? What do we want to be? What do we want our community to represent? You know, I, it's going to be an, a, a challenging with the jobless challenging uh with you know the need for protest and getting the voices heard and uh upcoming elections it it's the windfall of a lot of people is going to be dire mm -hmm. but i am hopeful on the other end after all of that that we all come out better no and i really think um change is inevitable in every vast walk of life. In animals, uh, you see like them 
if they are climbers, they will over time adapt and have nails and that. And I think humanity needs to take a little breather, which I'm glad we have one right now, and take a note from our from the world around us and see that like not even in animals but in nature the palm tree burrows itself all the way down to find water and i think that we are all a little more ingenious than we give ourselves credit for and if we were just to hone that in the direction of progress that we we all would come out better on the other side and um and i think you are you are I just called you this earlier, but you are the pioneer. You're the, the Robespierre of, of, um, of innovation right now. Uh, I, I don't have all the answers, but I, I but you, like think about them all. <laughs> absolutely. But you do have, uh, like we were talking about, it's about that, that merrily roll along complex of finding the people that come into your gravity and your atmosphere. And some of them might have some answers to those questions. And it's really cool because theater is such a collaboration, especially now that we're talking about inclusivity and uh, the COVID response team to theater. Other people like that have doctorates and like that are healthcare professionals that are part of, like having a wide range of the part of your team help you to not, since you, we all don't have the every answer to everything, but some of those people might have answers to some things. So if you have a big enough pie, you've literally filled in all the pieces and that's just that's incredible i think uh the outreach that you're doing is incredible i yes all right so then one final plug because then i need to depart to get my child to her dance please do session uh in the talk of the what are you doing next that would be literal my literal next is my own child um junior company foundation is doing a virtual cabaret july 31st uh, it's going to be live on the Junior Company Foundation page. We're going to have a text to give because Junior Company Foundation, we support the juniors. We're supporting good company players, scholarships for kids uh, so they can pursue uh, their artistic goals, which is more important than ever while families are struggling. Um, so tune in July 31st. You can check the Junior Company Foundation Facebook for more information and check out, uh, it's called Friday Night Live, a virtual cabaret. We have the amazingly marvelous, wonderful person, Miranda Mayo of Chicago Fire, who is one of our guests. Uh, and she is a former junior company member. So if you tune in, you'll also be able to see her and some of her amazing friends she's bringing. So don't miss that. Awesome. That's incredible. Well, thank you, Julie, for talking. Um, I cannot wait to uh, see what happens next. All right. Thanks, Dakota. Thanks. Oh man, everyone, wasn't that a a great episode? Oh, thank you again to Julie Lucido for for doing that interview with me. It was so wonderful to talk to you again. So much editing. Um, we had such a long conversation. It's so funny that I think, oh, this will go super fast, and it never does. And I'm so happy that I have so much content. Thank you guys for the, these wonderful conversations. Uh, I'm so excited for next week's episode. Again, I'll keep that person that we're talking to a little secret. 
but um, I'm so happy that you guys got to tune in. I'm so glad you got to hear this conversation with Julie. And uh, remember, please check out that Junior Company Foundation uh, Friday night cabaret. So excited. I love Miranda Mayo. I've worked with her before. I've been her accompanist. She's great. She's an incredible musician and you are not going to want to miss out. Thank you all again for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I cannot thank you enough. Uh, Please share this podcast if you like it with your friends. If you don't like it, share it with your enemies. Um, Feel free to tag me on Instagram at dakota.wallace23 or Dakota Simpson on Facebook. And as always, stay safe, stay hydrated, wear a mask, think of others, and no matter when you're listening to this, have an incredible week. Take care.